upset it all along. Yeah. What it is is what it is. And tonight, in just a few seconds, if you can wait because I can't. What it is what it is, is what it is. What up, what up, fight fans? Welcome back to episode 219 of the Tale of the Tape Boxing Podcast here on theboxingrant.com. I'm Kenny Keith, and I'm joined, as always, by Vince Cummings. Welcome back, buddy. They thought we was dead and gone, brother. <laughs> nah, no, sir. No, sir. We are alive and well, my friend. Yeah. Um, this is the uh, Check Your Pulse episode of the Tale of the Tape Boxing Podcast. <laughs> yes, we are are showing signs of life, Ben. Oh, Brown is back again. We <laughs> gots to be here. Oh, yeah. Well, we appreciate all of you tuning in to the 219th episode of the Tale of the Tape Boxing Podcast. We got a little fight preview of Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury. Jarrett Hurd back in action. King Kong Ortiz and a nice uh, light heavyweight contest between Adonis Stevenson and Alexander Gavozdich. Some news and notes talking welterweights, Manny Pacquiao, Adrian Broner, Terrence Crawford, Keith Thurman. Uh, lots of good stuff to talk about. And you know what? I'm kind of liking this docket, Vin. This is inspiring me um, to have a, a, a nice boxing conversation coming off of our brief month-long hiatus. I mean, let's be honest. Anytime you can close the show with a welterweight, great. My boy, Keith. Oh, shit. We looking good, baby. <laughs> oh, subscribe to the show today on iTunes, Spreaker, and Google Play. And stop by the Boxing Rant YouTube channel today. All right, then it's uh, the Thanksgiving edition of the Tale of the Tape Boxing Podcast. Um, happy Thanksgiving to all of you out there. Um, we got a pretty big fight coming up this weekend on Showtime Pay-Per-View as we kick off episode 219. December 1st from the Staples Center, Los Angeles, California event. The WBC Heavyweight Championship is on the line as Deontay Wilder squares off against the lineal heavyweight champion of the world. Tyson Fury. Yes, uh, happy uh, pay-per-view season, folks. Uh, this <laughs> this kicks it off for everybody. This is one of many on the horizon. <laughs> one of many to come. But look, man, this is, you know, be what it is uh, with, with the kind of winding road that Tyson Fury has, has taken here in the last three years to get back to where he was. Um, this is the biggest fucking heavyweight fight in this country in, I don't know, a decade, a decade plus. I can't. I haven't. Didn't really think back to what's the last big heavyweight fight on American soil. But to have what is, you know, there's there's still a large group of people out there that still consider Tyson Fury that that lineal heavyweight champion. Can and you know we've we've been waiting for Wilder to kind of be tested. He was tested against Ortiz. This is another. I kind of think like final baptism that that if he can get through Tyson Fury. Um, he puts to bed a lot of uh, a lot of naysayers and a lot of people that question whether, you know, this this guy, this awkward, uh, you know, I, I it's kind of hard to explain how the guy fights. It's you, windmill style. It's never been seen before. And you know, you you talk to him, he's like Rocky Balboa. He he created it. Yeah. He created this style. Kid. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's look, it is what it is. But I'm telling you what, boy, this is uh, as it's gotten close. This is an intriguing fight. But that being said. There has been very little talk in this country about I want everybody to know who's not in America right now and you know any of our UK listeners there's no buzz behind this thing I don't feel it 
um, you know, few commercials here and there. Deontay Wilder was all over the Redskins Cowboys game on Thanksgiving. <laughs> was he? Yeah. Ah, wow. Okay. Well, you know, look, I just, I, I, the push to me hasn't been there, especially for a fight of this magnitude. Maybe it, you know, it, it gets turned up this week in the, in the lead up to this fight, but they are acting like this thing's going to sell itself. And I'm not so sure it is, man. Did you see Deontay was also all over the Tiger Phil in the intro? Was he? Yeah, they, dude, it was all boxers. It was like, um, oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, Mike Tyson and, and the, you know talking about rivalry. And, Everybody comes to Vegas to get paid. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, dude, this is a really interesting fight because you're exactly right. You know, on one hand, it doesn't change necessarily unless you know this is some kind of spectacular, you know, second or third round knockout by Deontay Wilder. The perception of well, it's not even a perception. I think it's 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 reality to all all those that see it. Um, is this crazy style that shouldn't work? You know, a guy that stands on stilts for legs that they seemingly could just collapse at the kneecap, any movement. Yeah, you know what I mean. And 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 so it doesn't look like you want it to look right. Deontay Wilder's style throws you off. It's like, oh, this is garbage. This guy is just so. Uh, no, it's it, it is it's worked for him, and this is the fight because the Luis Ortiz fight to me was enough for me to see that Deontay Wilder's power is transcendent. It's something beyond the skill of this sport, mm-hmm. and I don't know if there's a guy in this sport today, whether it be Tyson Fury or anybody else at the heavyweight division, that is skilled enough to deal with that transcendent power, and in this fight. Even though I feel like 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 Tyson Fury's goal here, it is not to collect a paycheck and get stopped in the sixth or seventh round. No, he's coming to win, and the only way that Tyson Fury wins is if this is the worst fight you've ever seen in your entire life. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. I, I look, if, if 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 you're Fury, that's I mean, look, he used that game plan against Vlad. You know, you can praise him up and down for that victory. And, and rightfully so, right? The guy went into, you know, the guy who was controlling the division for a decade plus's backyard and uh, put on a boxing clinic. Was it boring as all hell? Was it one of the boringest heavyweight championship fights that I can remember? Absolutely it was. <laughs> yeah. And, I, you know, that that's the only way I can see him doing, being able to do the same thing in this fight. The only question I have here. And it's I'm kind of torn between what this is all about for Tyson Fury. Is this really about becoming the heavyweight champion of the world again? Or is it really about, like, it's kind of seemed more about this journey out of depression and that what happens on December 1st is secondary to getting him, you know, to a, to a, a place mentally and physically where he's not on the verge of committing suicide. Because I, I, I almost feel like, that's what it's been about, and it's not really truly about winning the heavyweight championship again. It's just a theory. I'm not saying that's that's how it is or that's what I think. That thought runs through my mind, and if that's the case, you know, whether he tries to stink it out or not, you know, I think in the last two fights we saw a guy that, you know, did he show signs of, you know, that slick boxer that Tyson Fury is? Yeah, but it was awfully slow. And awfully awkward looking at times against really, 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 I mean, not even middle-of-the-road opponents. Guys that Tyson Fury should have been able to get out of there in three or four rounds. The, the prime Tyson Fury from before. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just not 100% sold 
whether this guy is ready, whether he would ever be ready to be honest, honest with you, based on, you know, the, the troubles and struggles that he had in his time off in the, from the ring. I, I, I struggle to see him being able to go 12 rounds, whether he's pushed hard or not. Uh, this is going to be a far more athletic, a far stronger, quicker, uh, you know, not a good boxer, but an awkward fighter. That'd be in great condition, too, then. Yeah, I, I don't know if I've ever seen Deontay Wilder throw, uh, uh, take a deep breath in a fight. Now, you know, he's not really been in slugfests. He doesn't really throw a ton of punches. But that being said, uh, I don't question the gas tank of him. I, I do question Tyson Fury's gas tank. If there is, you know, if this is a tough fight at times for him, I, you know, it, it, it just it boils down to this for me, Ken. I, you know. I, I, I'm just not, I can't, I can't, I'm just not sold on Tyson Fury yet. I don't see this return as being complete. I don't see him being able to handle, you know, the power and awkwardness of Deontay Wilder. I can't see it. I can't bring myself to say Wilder's, or Fury's going to outbox Wilder for 12 rounds and win this fight. I just don't see it. No, I mean, you know, Tyson Fury, to your point, hasn't hasn't shown that he's capable of doing that. No. I mean, we're going to see him in the best shape that he's been since the Vladimir Klitschko fight. He almost looks too skinny right now. Yeah, maybe that's what he needs to stay away from that thunderous right hand. Yeah. You know? Uh, there is a, you know, a component to this fight where if Tyson Fury is as lean and nimble, maybe he doesn't have his reflexes, right? Maybe he's not able to throw it, you know, the punches with the same zipper snap that he did in the past, mm -hmm. but maybe he gets down to be in shape just enough. There is a potential result here because everybody thinks that, listen, Tyson Fury doesn't stand a chance in this fight because it's in Vegas, the American heavyweight champion. If this thing goes the distance, no chance that Tyson Fury wins, whether it is controversial or not. People are forgetting, though, the fact that, you know, maybe Tyson Fury doesn't do even anything but land a couple solid punches in this fight and doesn't buzz Deontay Wilder at all. He doesn't have to knock Deontay Wilder out. There mm -hmm. is a component of this that we've seen in the Vasily Lomachenko fights where the, the, the guy across from him just gets embarrassed to the point of defeat. I think that's a, a path to victory for Tyson Fury is to make Deontay Wilder look really, really bad now he may sacrifice putting on a better boxing performance and throwing more punches and landing solid stuff on Deontay Wilder guess what he ain't winning a decision when he does that no if he's engaging with Deontay Wilder and absorbs some huge punches and they're both landing on each other Deontay Wilder 100% guaranteed book it yeah the only way that Tyson Fury wins a decision is if he just fucking embarrasses him like he did Vlad yeah and look I don't see uh Wilder being mesmerized to the point or just quite frankly may have just had an off night like Vlad did when, when Fury and Vlad fought that, you know, that was just the oddest Vladimir Klitschko. You know, I get it. The length and the movement of Fury can throw you off, but Klitschko did not even, I mean, not for a second, even try to go for it. Uh, you know, it was the oddest, oddest performance. I can't see Wilder laying back and kind of letting that, letting Tyson Fury just control at some point Wilder will will be Wilder he will go for it he will do something uh that's not ordinarily seen in a boxing <laughs> ring I mean this motherfucker I don't know if you're watching these pad sessions the uh, at these some of these media workouts oh, yes, dude yes. the 720 spin like quick I'm like is this dude a fucking backup dancer for the Backstreet Boys what the fuck is going on here but something tells me 
I mean, he, he did it multiple times. Something tells me we're going to see some ridiculous fucking shit like this. Wilder's going to be, you know, he's going to pull out the bag of tricks. Uh, I, I just think that, you know, I, I applaud Tyson Fury for what he's been able to do, Ken. And I think he may make it interesting and he may win the first three or four rounds of the fight. But when things settle down and Wilder Wilder lands a shot or two, I don't think Tyson Fury's active enough. Whether whether, whether Wilder uh, is able to knock him out or not, I don't think Tyson Fury's active enough to be able to steal a fight in Vegas from the heavyweight champ. It may be a controversial fight. Um, I, I feel like it goes the distance. I feel like Fury stinks it out enough and doesn't want to get knocked out. But And I know this is an odd prediction and not many people predicting it, but I think Wilder wins on points in Vegas. I really do. Yeah, um, Deontay Wilder probably does win on points in this. And I don't think it's as odd as you think. I think that when you try to break this thing down in any way you slice it, um, it's going to take one of three things. I think we've covered it during this preview so far. Deontay Wilder is going to knock out Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury is going to embarrass Deontay Wilder and just kind of outslick him mm-hmm. and make him look like Usyk made Gassiev look. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. There's the potential of that. Um, and then there's the potential of, you know, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder just kind of stay at a safe pace the entire time. Therefore, which the home dog in Las Vegas gets the nod. Yeah. I think, I think it's pretty simple. I think the betting man in me, I'm definitely going to probably have 250 on Tyson Fury by decision. Those are the best odds, unless you can pick the round mm-hmm. in which Deontay Wilder knocks out Tyson Fury. But it's going to be really strange to see that the most even odds in this entire fight will be probably Deontay Wilder by decision yeah. minus 125. Yeah, you're probably right. You're, uh, And I haven't been looking at the props yet. I know right now I, b- I believe Wilder's anywhere from plus – our fury is anywhere from plus 135 to plus 140 yeah. depending on on where you go so i mean the odds right there they're not long they'll tell you that you know this this fight is close and i think it will be close and i think you'll see i i almost i almost envision a lot of fucking posturing and acting like we're going to throw a punch and uh. acting like actions about to to break out and it's not like it's going to get tied up and tangled up after you know one or two punches is thrown by either fighter it's going to be fought at at a distance we haven't seen a heavyweight fight fought at. In no, a long these time. are this is a gigantic matchup. Yeah, this is probably I mean size, not weight wise, but size like combined height of two heavyweights. This might be the the two tallest heavyweights to ever face off against each other in in the history of the sport. So you know, it it, it just it has a it has more of a chance of being awkwardly boring than it does being a great heavyweight fight that we remember forever. I think you're going to remember the theatrics of these two talking shit to each other in the ring. Because yeah. if they're fighting at a safe distance, you can guarantee both of them will pause for 20 or 30 seconds <laughs> yeah. to do a stand-up bit. <laughs> no, that's what I feel like. It's gonna, there's going to be like a, it's like a fucking Mortal Kombat face-off <laughs> at distance. Like they're going to be doing poses and shit and just I, – I hope to God it, it winds up being a good fight. But God damn it, I can't it, – it's hard to envision that. Doesn't matter. People will watch, and I think that's why they, you know, price tag this thing at seventy five dollars. It's a lot of people out there saying, "Oh, if it was fifty or sixty, I'd buy it." I'm like, "Come on! If you can pay, if you can afford fifty or sixty dollars for a pay per view, you got fifteen more dollars. So stop. Yeah, uh, so stop trying to make a righteous stand. 
Yeah, this thing might be stream worthy though, Ken. I don't I don't know about buying this one and having the fight party for it and all that. Look, I was one of those guys, Vin, that said if it was fifty, I'd buy it. Well, guess what? <laughs> Apparently Turner Sports just refunded everybody their twenty dollars from the Tiger versus Phil pay per view. Everybody. Why? So, so if you bought it, you're getting it back because the bleacher report stream failed. It failed, so it got to the point where all these people, like hundreds of thousands of people were buying this thing and couldn't watch it, so they just opened it up. So people were going to the site and just getting it for free. Huh. So what now everybody except for Verizon and another carrier, though they haven't committed yet, but Comcast, DirecTV, if you paid $20 for it, guess what? You ain't going to see it on your fucking bill. Oh, that's got to hurt the bottom line of that thing. So... With that savings, then not like I now feel. I can afford a seventy-five dollar <laughs> heavyweight championship fight. Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, I, I mean, that's got to hurt Tiger and Phil's bottom line a little bit. CNN fake news, man. Jesus Christ! Ted Turner, what are you what are you doing, man? <laughs> well, I mean, it's a Bleacher Report run pay per view. I, I guess something was bound to happen. A bunch of bloggers in charge of a fucking nine million dollar purse. <laughs> I was staring at some of them sets. I'm going, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Darren Clark got that wave working, though, son. Darren Clark is, all, yeah, him and Jimmy Johnson go to the same stylist. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm like, that thing, is something going to crawl out of that wave? <laughs> oh, shit, we're talking about a golf pay-per-view, but I love it. <laughs> Floyd was in the intro. He was. Oscar was in the <laughs> intro. Oh, God, Oscar. They propped him up in front of a desk. They were like, what, what you didn't know, that was all CG. He was actually fucking strapped to the chair. <laughs> So he wouldn't just like jump out and start licking the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking maniac. Oh, I love it. Um, all right. Also on this pay-per-view, Jarrett Hurd, the IBF and WBA unified junior middleweight champion of the world. Uh, Jarrett Hurd squares off against Jason Wellborn. This seems to be a holding pattern match uh, for the eventual showdown with Jermel Charlo after he makes his, his Fox debut. I, I just hope that fight, if that fight is announced as a as Heard Charlo, a Showtime pay-per-view, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. <laughs> Dude, I, at the rate that they have taken to put a Charlo in a main event on television, it's almost like, well, at the Charlo pace of development, well, th this will happen in five years. You'll get the what we always get from these promoters now, which to me is a lot. It's a, the biggest load of bullshit I, I've ever heard in my life. Well, if we want to get this fight made and these fight, we want to pay these fighters what they want, it's going to take a pay-per-view. And it's like, hold on a second here. What they want. I keep hearing what they want. What are they fucking worth, man? Yeah. Tell them what they're worth. I don't give a fuck what they want. Give them their worth, and let's get on with this shit. But that being said, this fucking matchup, especially for a co-main, this, this pay-per-view should really have a really solid co-main. And I like Jared Hurd as a fighter, and I'm not saying that, like, this guy's taking the easy road. He just he's been on in some tough fights. He was just in one of the fights of the year probably with uh Erslandi Lara. So I'm I, you know, I'm not necessarily mad at that, but we can't find anybody better than Jason Wellborn. I think we 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 went a little too deep into the barrel here to find this guy. I mean, this poor kid's going to get fucking lit up. Well, Vin, didn't you know that Tony Harrison was on loan to the Charlos? Yeah, no fucking kidding. I actually think that Jason Wellborn stands a much better chance than than Tony Harrison. Could you imagine if Harrison fought hurt in this fight? It would be a massacre. Uh, yeah, that's the uh, he's all wrong for us, baby. If there if there was ever a right time for that line, uh, yeah, 
Jared Hurd is all wrong for Tony Harrison. <laughs> I, I, I'm start, like, I, I can't. I don't, I'm trying to understand how they believe he's a legitimate opponent still. Like to throw in with these guys, this Tony Harrison is borderline like a knockout away from being out of the sport forever. Yeah, he's in um, James Kirkland atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, look, he, Tony Harrison will come out and he'll look. He's like, damn, Tony looked good tonight. He's moving <laughs> nice for the first two, three, four rounds. Then he gets caught once or twice, and for whatever reason, it just he can't, his punch resistance is just not there. I. I I feel bad for the guy. Honestly, he's become just, you know, cannon fodder for everybody that's good. Well, eventually the Charlos will face somebody that's worth a shit. Hey, maybe eventually the Charlos will take a drug test. That that would be nice. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> how convenient. Every other sport, you know, they make a huge deal about. I remember when Kirk Cousins played for the Washington Redskins, he was like on vacation at his grandmother's house. Maybe it was like a Thanksgiving holiday dinner. Right. And they rolled up on him in the middle of dinner time and asked him for a urine sample. It just so <laughs> happens that the Charlos have kind of had a checkered past with steroids and, and you know, wanting testing and not wanting to, or I'm, I should say, not wanting testing for fights and, and vehemently, you know, stating so. Uh, and then this comes up. I'm thinking to myself, well, yeah, well, what else do we need here? You know, I'm not going to. They all vacation, f- Ben. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Meets, He's indisposed. Meets tainted, vacation, you know, can't get to them. Their cell phones don't work. They're undetectable. They're, they're off the grid, Ken. Mm. Off the grid. Yeah, but the WBC, I mean, I wonder how much the WBC will lend their support behind their fighters that continuously dodge the drug tests that are supposed to make the WBC act like and seem like they really give a fuck about steroids and boxing like hey hey man we're trying to put on a facade here right (laughs) you guys are fucking it up for us just show up for the damn test you don't have to pee just at least show up we'll have fake dicks for you at the ready exactly we'll have the uh what was it the the whizinator (laughs) we'll have your personal whizinator ready we have mike vick's whizinator on loan (laughs) i I mean it's the the you're exactly right. It's a fucking facade, a fraud, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, drug testing and boxing, no fucking rules, no limits. No, I mean, if there was ever a wild, wild west, it is the uh, drug testing aspect of the sport of boxing. Is it USADA? Is it VADA? Is it UCAD? Is it, I don't know. Nobody knows. Is it Tostada? <laughs> I'll take one if you got one. <laughs> oh, man. Look, man. Uh, Jared Hurd faces Jason Wellborn. Uh, awesome. <laughs> I love how that led down that path. That was that was fun. All right, Luis Ortiz back in action then against Travis Kaufman. Cool. So Luis Ortiz will just be on the peripheral. Maybe he sets up for if Deontay Wilder loses this fight or if he wins it. Oh yeah, I think I think we're probably you know we ain't looking at Wilder AJ here in, in early 2019, folks. No. Not not to burst the uh, bubble of expect expectation here, but uh, yeah, he's he's lining himself up for a rematch probably. Ben, how many uh, pay-per-views do you think this event will do? Uh, I don't know, man. It it has potential, I guess, but uh, I, I can't see it doing any more than 225, 250, maybe. But, Ben, Julio Cesar Chavez and, Al- and Alfredo Angulo, the Mexican fans alone, this thing should be worth 400,000 bucks. <laughs> there might be 400,000 people watching on FS1 as they're the <laughs> final lead-in bout. <laughs> okay, so I actually like your projection then. Uh, maybe a quarter million? 
Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm saying 150,000. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm being generous saying that that's the, but that's definitely the ceiling. Well, the lead into this fight, maybe this should have been the co feature on the pay per view, Vin. Adonis Stevenson uh, defends his WBC light heavyweight championship against mandatory challenger Alexander Gavozdich in Quebec City um, as part of the split site showtime uh, evening of boxing. Then I got to be completely honest with you, man. The track record of Adonis Stevenson, um, you know, the five years of not having to face a mandatory challenger, you know, five plus years. I just have a hard time understanding how this fight even got made. I mean, I understand that this is a mandatory and the WBC was like, all right, dude, you're fucking faded. You look like shit in your last fight. Right. It's time for a new champion. We want to get behind Gabozdich. I get that. I still can't understand why Donna Stevenson accepted this fight because he didn't have to. He could have just been like, oh, no, fuck you. Uh, it seems like, uh, you know, he's been able to fucking fight whoever he wants for the last five years. So I, would, I wouldn't understand why it would be a problem. But, uh, yeah, I, look, I think Vosdick and Clemus view a guy or see a guy in Stevenson that is that is ripe for the picking. I'm just not so sure, man. I don't. Vosdick hasn't looked that great here lately. He's kind of his style has gotten a bit stale. Uh, if Stevenson can catch him, there's no reason for me to believe that that he can't drop Vosdick in this fight and stop him, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I'm not saying that I think that's going to happen, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see what this Teddy Atlas-Vosdick uh, relationship brings because it's kind of late in the game, I feel like, and Teddy Atlas is just kind of – Look, I'm not saying the guy doesn't know what the fuck he's doing uh, when it comes to training. You fireman! <laughs> I just, I'm not sure if this is a match or how it works. I, I, I don't know, man. It's kind of questionable to me, but, but uh, we shall see, my friend. Yeah, this one, uh, I don't know, man. Adonis Stevenson looks so bad against Badu Jack. He did. I mean, he looks so bad, so old, so faded. Yes. Um. If out of shape, slow. Yeah, if Gavozic can keep a safe distance for the first six or seven rounds, uh, Stevenson will get knocked out probably somewhere between nine and eleven. I don't see this going the distance. I don't. It doesn't matter if Gavozic looks good or not. Adonis Stevenson is done, man. He is fucking expired, moldy bread. <laughs> he, he is. I do think. Uh, what was it? Uh, his, what was Stevenson's last fight? The Jack fight. The Jack fight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the you, you see he got the benefit of the doubt on the scorecards in that fight. I mean, obviously he was he won the early rounds and Jack turned it on late. I thought Jack won that fight and Jack deserved it. You know, I, he's going to get that same advantage here. And if Vosdick isn't able to stop him and Stevenson has enough uh. success, I'll tell you what. There's I could see him walking out of there keeping this belt. I really could. I hope he gets knocked out. I think everybody's about ready for this uh, this train to come to an end here. But uh, not before we get Stevenson Kovalev on our on our way out the door. Can we can we at least get that? Can yes, we get it? I'm down. Can we get it? I, I, I will go I to. Be, every, I'll, I'll go to Atlantic City for that. It's expired <laughs> like Brooke and Khan has, but I still want to see it. You know, it's 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 the same exact. Like if you wanted to compare, you know, overcooked, oversaturated uh, fights that have just been sitting on the shelf for however fucking long. Uh, these are the fights, but I, I'll take them both of them. Yeah. Well, speaking of. Overexpired, overripe fights. Um, news and notes, man. <laughs> Manny Pacquiao versus Adrian Broner. <laughs> right? It is official. They had a press conference for this thing. And even though it's on pay-per-view, okay, and even though Adrian Broner's five years past 
um, you know, the revelation of being labeled overhyped and Manny Pacquiao's, you know, five years past his prime. I love this. I think that this fight is just perfect on every level because it's two guys that one is past his prime and the other one never reached his prime. Right. They couldn't be more opposite in personalities, but I love me some Manny Pacquiao versus Adrian Broner. And I tell you what, that press conference didn't disappoint. I'm telling you, dude, you're talking about prime Broner. Prime Broner was, had the mic in his hand and was working the stage at that <laughs> press conference. Because uh, some people say he bombed, uh, you know, telling these fucking retarded jokes about Manny should could uh, could be an Asian drive or it's going to be an Asian driving instructor before he gets uh before he beats Adrian Broner like I yeah it bombed but to me I laughed my ass off the entire time that guy had the mic that fucking laugh he was doing <laughs> I couldn't fucking get enough of the dude man I, you know I know some people view it as a train wreck and can't stand the guy to me, he is the gift that keeps on giving. More Adrian Broner, please. Uh, on Thanksgiving, yes, I'll take seconds of Mr. Broner. Yeah, I don't think uh, Broner really understands the fact that the media doesn't dislike him at all. They actually love him. He, he brings some life to the, to the situation. Dude, it's awesome, man. You know, honestly, I think the whole thing's a setup. Right. Everybody's like, oh, you know, Broner stands a chance. He can land that one big punch against Manny. I think this whole thing's a setup. When I'm watching these two trying to do a face off and Manny keeps cracking up laughing or smiling at him, and then Broner keeps dude, this is totally Manny's strategy. Everybody thinks, oh, Senator Pacquiao, you know, he's just being professional. This is just Manny. No. He's trying to make you feel comfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's trying to make you feel comfortable because in that first round of that fight, Broner's just gonna stand in that in that wide stance, upright, high guard, and he's going to tippy-toe forward towards Pacquiao, right? Pacquiao's going to sidestep him, hit him with a four- or five-punch combination, and Broner's going to be like, what the fuck, Manny? I thought we was cool. We was laughing in the promo. We was face-to-face laughing, and you go, bah, 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 bah. He gets hit with a five-six-punch combination. Broner's like, what the fuck, Manny? I showed you my Gucci belt, man. <laughs> Oh, I'll man. tell you what, what was kind of embarrassing was, you know, I found it funny, but for, for Manny Pacquiao to be showing Adrian Broner his regular WBA belt like it fucking means something, I think the Gucci belt that Broner took off is probably worth more than oh, that yeah. fucking regular belt. Oh, yeah. I mean, give me a break, man. Gilberto Mendoza um, <laughs> has, has overestimated his, his value in those regular titles. <laughs> Oh, it was just that this pre I mean, look, I, the lead up to this fight is going to be what it is. Uh, I, I will thoroughly enjoy every fucking second of it, my friend. Yes. If there was out of all the pay-per-views scheduled, I'll let you buy the Errol Spence, Mikey Garcia, and I'll come down and I'll Venmo you 20 bucks. Oh, thanks. All right. You'll let me buy it. <laughs> I'm not, no, it's not let. I know you're going to buy it. Oh uh, yeah, I probably will. Yeah. So I'll just come I'll come down and pitch in on that one. Okay. If I'm gonna have a stay at home, me by myself with the TV pay-per-view, it's gonna be Pacquiao Broner, pants down, <laughs> fucking D in the air. You know what I mean? Uh, look, it, it's yeah, it's that guilty pleasure fucking fight, man. I mean, look, you either wanna see 
You either want to see Broner get his lights turned out like Maidana did a few years ago, or you or, or you want to see Broner have that one last stand <laughs> and fucking put put Packy out of bed for the rest like, of his. I, I told you so. I do have the fastest hand still. <laughs> Broner. Asians is slow crossing the street. <laughs> Dude, either way, Manny Pacquiao, Adrian Broner is going to fulfill somebody's expectations. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna fulfill an expectation in my pants when the bell rings. <laughs> Oh, man, I never knew a WBA regular welterweight title fight would get so many people's D's swinging. I mean, look, I'm sorry. I don't care who you are, like or dislike Broner. The man moves the fucking needle, all right? He does. He moves my wiener. So let's get this thing going. (laughs) Oh, shit. All right. So um, I don't know. I guess half of the, uh, the actual welterweight belt holders um, at 147 pounds, WBO welterweight champion Terrence Crawford and the WBA uh, champion in recess on expedition in Nepal, um, uh, cultivating marijuana strains in Colorado, Keith Thurman. (laughs) We have two champions that I don't know why these two intersect outside of the fact that you want somebody else to be the brunt of the joke other than Keith Thurman. So that's maybe why it's paired together here on this rundown. Uh Uh-huh. Terrence Crawford and Luis Colazo are in negotiations for a fight. Cool. I mean, so they they're able to get a fight outside of the top rank ESPN deal, and they get PBC cannon fodder. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's typical. That's what always happens. We've seen it with Terrence Crawford twice before. John Molina, Felix Diaz. People forget about that. Yeah, they're they're those are dude. Al will serve up the scraps. He's got no problem doing giving you his his C level fighter. Sure. I got no problem with that. Nobody wants to see him fight him anyways. So you can have him. Take him. Yeah, no problem. I mean, we're talking about Luis Colazzo, who in 2015 fought Keith Thurman, and people were giving Thurman shit for fighting Colazzo then. That was Thurman's last fight. This is one. <laughs> it was one of them. You fucking asshole. But the point being that we're now in uh, – we're going to be in 2019, and Terrence Crawford is fighting this guy. We're talking about three and a half years later. Luis Colazzo has fought three times in three years. Uh, you know, do the other options for Crawford are what? Kavalaskis? And, I, you know, that name is not ready. But I'd, I'd almost rather see that. Now, is that fight any closer? No, probably not. I'd probably pick Colazzo to beat Kavalaskis, to be honest with you, if they fought. Uh, but... It's just it's it's getting so frustrating, and I don't want to hear like, oh, you know, the other side of the street doesn't want to make the fights. I'm not saying they don't want, they want to make the fights because Colazzo's coming over. Clearly, that's not the case. But it certainly seems like they have their own little plan mapped out for Terrence Crawford, and it didn't include going full bore at Errol Spence or at Sean Porter or at whoever. Was there a negotiation? Did they extend a hand across the table? To any of these guys, I, I sure as shit didn't hear about <laughs> They're it. They're like, what's Colazzo up to? <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, it, you know, the track record for here for top rank in the ESPN has been more that than more uh, we're extending our hand across the aisle to people that aren't affiliated with us under the ESPN plus umbrella to make really big fights. I mean, unless I miss something. No, it's the same thing as PBC's deal yeah, with exactly. Showtime and Fox. It's the yeah. same thing with 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 Dazone. Yeah, you know, it, dude, it's all the same thing. Um, 
Here's the thing, though. Your boy Keith, all right, coming back January 26th after a two-year hiatus against Jose Cito Lopez. Jose Cito Lopez is... Luis Colazzo? No. (laughs) Colazzo stops Jose Cito Lopez in four rounds. Maybe. Four Three rounds. (laughs) Maybe. Three rounds. Dude, Jose Cito Lopez is literally one of those cattle that's just fucking tied up in the fucking barbed wire. Oh, he's already you got You can't get him out. Just shoot him. <laughs> and, a- and, and the fucked up thing is Al Heyman just leaves him there in the barbed wire. I think he's got, I think <laughs> Josecito Lopez is like, has been started uh, calling fights ringside. Doesn't he so- have like eight losses? Yes. <laughs> and this fight has been. And he's the chinniest motherfucker in history. I don't know if people remember, but there was an interview like six, eight months ago uh, done by, uh, I think it was Fight Hype was interviewing, uh, Garcia's pop, right? Angel. And he said, hey, Keith, coming back next in 2019, and he's fighting Josecito Lopez. <laughs> like, it's already been, this has been planned for a long he's, time. Yeah, he didn't get hurt. No. There's no elbow injury. There may have been, Ken. Let's <laughs> let's not besmirch the man, okay? <laughs> I just love it. You know what this is? All right, everybody can hate on Terrence Crawford, Luis Colazzo, which they should, because yes. that's going to be a massacre. Yeah. And it's going to be an embarrassment of, of, of just levels of skill. Yes. Right? Jose Zito Lopez means one thing to the comeback of Keith Thurman. One thing, and it means a lot to Al Heyman and the value of the Showtime Fox deals and the money invested, right? Keith one-time Thurman going to get his knockout for the first time in years. One time back. And it's going to be back, and he's going to say it only takes one time, and the promotional machine moves forward. Terrence Crawford and Keith Thurman are on very similar paths. Neither of them wants Errol Spencer can get that fight made right, right now. So Keith Thurman going to fight the likes of Jose Zito Lopez and Robert Guerrero, and he's going to get his rematch for Square. Remember, opening PBC fight, it was an epic, <laughs> epic showdown. Thurman knocks him out in three rounds this go-round, and that's what it's going to be. They're going to build these guys up. They're going to become more polarized and further and further apart. Meanwhile, Mikey Garcia is going to be the welterweight champion of the world. I think No, I- no. I take that back. <laughs> Errol Spence is going to murder Mikey Garcia, and he will be dead. Look, I, there's a lot of options and things could go. I, I think Manny Pacquiao coming to the PBC and kind of injected a little life into that division. It did. Because now you have some really interesting matchups, whether it's, I mean, I'll, I'll take Sean Porter Pacquiao. Give me Danny Garcia Pacquiao, Thurman Pacquiao. Um, you know, we we may not have to see the fights that we didn't really want to see run back again uh happen again we're probably if thurman beats lopez you're probably looking at (laughs) if yeah (laughs) hey look if i'm gonna be honest with you i'm not saying he he said if i'm not saying he he ain't my boy you be a fan of keith thurman if you say if he beats if he beats osacito (laughs) lopez i ain't stupid all right i ride this thing till the wheels fall off but i ain't in the back seat Eating Doritos, being unrealistic about the motherfucker. I'm like, you're, you're on the on the on you're on the curb watching the train wreck go I'm, by. I'm strapping in because I know about two miles down the road is a fucking crash and burn scenario <laughs> that I will never live down. I love it. <laughs> but look, man, it, it, look, it could the welterweight division over at the PBC, and and sorry, Terrence Crawford is on the outside looking in, and if they really want to make the fights, I hate to say this. You're probably not going to get those guys to come over to your side of the street to fight on ESPN. So if Terrence Crawford wants to be great and top rank wants to 
you know, take that leap of faith and put their guy on a Showtime pay-per-view, they may have to do it. it you know, somebody's got to suck it up here. I don't know who it's going to be, but to me it's the odd man out and not the guys that aren't the odd man out. Yeah, and, you know, the sad part is all of that aside that is is complicating this, Manny joining the PBC welterweights, making that stable even stronger, really leaving Terrence Crawford out on an island, yeah. thinking that he was going to get that Manny Pac, you know, that Manny Pacquiao, you know, put you over, you know, kind of fight. Right. I honestly think that Terrence Crawford is still the best welterweight in the world. I think he could beat any of these guys. And it's going to suck that this glamour division at 147 pounds isn't going to see the best versus the best on both sides of the road, unless it becomes a mega pay-per-view, which may not happen until, you know, Terrence Crawford's 34, 35. And that's right where Errol Spence wants it. But I think Errol Spence is long gone out of the welterweight division. Two fights left. Yeah, dude, he's too big. I think once he snags another belt, Ken, I don't really think he cares about unifying all the belts. I think it would be a unification at 147, beating a Porter, beating a Thurman, whoever whoever that may be, and then it's on it's onwards and upwards. The guy's a 154 pounder fighting at 147 right now. Here's what I do know: Manny Pacquiao joining. Going back to this, uh-huh. I don't want to see him fight Errol Spence, and I don't want to see him fight Sean Porter. Oh, Ken, what do you mean you don't want to see him fight Sean Porter? Sean Porter's probably the worst of the welterweights. No, Sean Porter's Black Jeff Horn. Don't you understand? Yeah. He is. Yeah. He's the last fighter you want to see fight against Manny Pacquiao is Sean Porter. So get rid of the two guys that can maul him to death. Right. Love to see Danny Garcia. Fantastic beatdown city. <laughs> right? That would be. From the 11-toed fighter. Um, dude, Pacquiao versus Broner. I, I'm, I'm picking Pacquiao pretty heavy on that one. Dude, WBA regular champion, Manny Pacquiao, just beats Adrian Broner in Showtime pay-per-view debut. Keith Thurman knocks out Josecito Lopez. They fight as Manny Pacquiao will be the mandatory. Oh, absolutely. To Keith Thurman. That's the next fight. Yeah. And, and, you yeah. got yourself a September pay-per-view. Yeah, I know Porter wants to fight, but let's be honest. Thurman gave that belt up, and he can take that fight whenever he wants. Probably he can go to the WBC and say, yes, I'd like a crack Fuck back at my belt. that rematch. Right. I want Thurman Pacquiao. Yeah, I, I think he definitely wants Pacquiao for one, for Thurman, who, who's a guy that's probably one loss away from being out of the sport. I can't. You know, I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here and, and sugarcoat. God, that's a 50-50 fight, man. I, I, dude, it is. <laughs> Fucking absolutely is. It absolutely is. But I think that fight is fucking intriguing as shit to me. Out of the out of the fights you could make in the PBC universe, Thurman Pacquiao is the best fight for my money. Yeah, I love it. I love it, man. Um, <laughs> Keith Thurman's got something to prove, man. He does. He's been on vacation a little too long. Well, King Keith about to show out for show. Oh, hold on. But let Keith finish that blunt first. <laughs> I guess that'll do it, Vin. It's time to get out of here. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. If uh, Keith Thurman don't walk out his ring walk playing that goddamn flute or recorder or whatever it is he fucking plays, I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> oh, he's definitely going to be playing it. <laughs> Keith Thurman back in action. January 26, 2019. We shall see. (laughs) Book your calendars. (laughs) Oh, man, we appreciate all of you coming back to listen to episode 219 of the Tale of the Tate Boxing Podcast here on theboxingrant.com. This was the Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury fight preview. Lots of good welterweight action coming up in the new year. 
So let's wind down 2018 then. Um, we got this battle of these two super heavyweights. Looking forward to it. Absolutely, man. Uh, the heavyweight division finally has a little juice behind it, baby. <laughs> and so does the tail of the tape boxing fight. The boxing rant is back. Clear for this month. <laughs> we appreciate all of you tuning in to episode 219 of the tail of the tape boxing podcast here on theboxingrant.com. Muchas gracias, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>